<sighs> you know, the side doesn't hit the same when we're not in the same recording space. It never does. I hate the like lack of synchronicity when we have to record like via Zoom. I don't like that. I, you know, I want to talk to whoever's in charge of Zoom. I want to just mm-hmm. yell, you know, just be like, my name is Heather. And I personally think that Zoom should just make it to where it sounds like we're together, even when we're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's getting weird. Welcome back to another week of a social experiment gone horribly wrong. It's titled Who Raised Two Hoes? Right. Because unfortunately, I said we're not in sync, so we can't do it in unison. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Y'all didn't hear that. Y'all didn't hear that part. Okay. We're going to move forward. I'm your host, Lene, and this week I'll be going by The Audacity. Yes, yes. And I am your co-host, Marlon. And this week, my Twitter handle will be Bertram Mississippi Birdbath. <laughs> uh, there is a silent... You know what? Uh, <laughs> First of all, I need y'all to understand that I thought this bitch was laughing. This bitch uh, was getting up for the Rochelle Perel. I, I hate you so much. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't like you at all. I don't like you at all. You you know, you are so right. You don't like me. You love me. It's a difference. Well, and that might be true. You know, the, the ride is just here. Mm-hmm. And here we are. We're going full speed ahead right into it. Yesterday, the Emmys were announced. Oh, okay. Yes, we're going right into scroll on, girls. I'm telling y'all today, it's giving y'all, I had the class assignment and I threw some glitter on it. Mm-hmm. And got it together the night before. That's what today goes for y'all like, a little bit. Like Lizzo just did on them CDs, just glitter everywhere. Just glitter. I did, there you go. Minimal effort. <laughs> I got my A in it. And then y'all going to deal with it. That's it. Okay. <clears throat> you know, your phase are back but y'all going to take it back with how we want to take it. Hmm. So the Emmys were announced yesterday. Okay. And I'll have you now. History was made. Hmm. Do you want to know why? What had happened, friend? Quinta Bronson became the first Black woman to receive three comedy Emmy nominations with Abbott Elementary. Can we talk about it? Shirley Ralph, who is a Hollywood veteran, just, and I do mean just, received her first Emmy nomination. Mind you, get the fuck out of here. That is her first Emmy nomination. Wow. Look at, I promise you, I 
I want to say that I'm wrong, but then when you think about it, I'm not. This is wow. her first Emmy nomination. Tyler James Williams also received the Emmy nomination for his role as Greg on the show. And so did Quinta. And of course, y'all know my girl Issa got her nomination for Insecure for Best Female Lead Actress in the Comedy Series. Also, Zendaya did receive a second nomination for Best Actress in a Drama Series. Because you know last year she made history as the youngest person to win that award. And it was a black woman. Okay. I want y'all to get into it. But history was made. Quinta, everyone react. Oh, uh. and of course, y'all know Janelle James, my idol, my role model. Principal Ava mm-hmm. received the nomination for her role as well. I love it. And Natasha Rockwell received a nomination for her role in White Lotus. So, and it was her first Emmy nomination as well. Just breaking down barriers, y'all. Just, just black and beautiful. Just black and excellent and amazing and just dope. In the words of Zach Campbell, black women. (laughs) That that is the statement. That's right. That is right, bitch. Black women, goddammit. Black women. You don't have to say nothing. Just do the damn thing. That's it. Nothing nothing else. Just say black women and walk the fuck away because what? Because forever. Because what? Dominating. Because what? Everything. Because the thing. Speaking of black women, there was a black woman that made history as well. While we're here talking about groundbreaking things. Let's talk about it. Raven Simone made history yet again. What's she doing? Raven's home makes Disney Channel history by introducing first transgender character. Really? Yes. So I'm reading this actually from Hollywood a lot. It's saying Raven Simone, Raven Simone's Raven home, Raven's home on Disney Channel has made history introducing its first ever transgender character on the network's roster of family shows. In the latest episode, The Fierce Awakening, Raven interviews a handful of candidates she's considering hiring to be her assistant as she drives back into a career in fashion. She is met by a trans woman named Nikki, played by actress Juliana Joel, and um, who ends up with the job, getting the job. Juliana has taken to social media not only to confirm that she, her character is trans, but that she will also have a recurring role in the series. First out trans character on Disney Channel. I can finally share that. I've joined season five, the season five cast of Raven's Home on Disney Channel. Work, Juliana. Come on. Yes. So, what? Again, what women? Just doing things. While we're Just making a, sure while, shake. While, we're on, while we're on a roll of black women, can we have that conversation real quick? What conversation? Uh, Let's talk about it. You know, I know we were away la- the week before last, mm-hmm. but you know, Penny Valley. You know what, friend? I'm so glad you did that. I, I love that segue, bitch. Because let's let's get into it. Let's just let's let's let's, have, let's, let's talk about it. We can, let's have a dissertation, a a thesis about it. Because 
Katari, ma'am. Black women. <laughs> Again. <laughs> it is a thing right now. Black women. I, you know, at this point, I just want to slap it on the shirt and call it merch because ma'am, madam, miss, ma'am, miss, woman. miss what did you and Patrick just have a whole moment and say, you know, I want to put, I don't just want to put my foot in season two. I want to mm-hmm. put my titty, maybe a That's little it. pubic hair. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot a dreadlock if possible. Maybe even maybe even a fingernail. You know, I just want to put all of my light, all of my sweat into this. Blend it all up and serve it to me in a cup, please and thank you. Because what? First of all, <sighs> to I love the fact that I actually got into following. It's, uh, I believe her name is Victoria Hall. I got into following her on Twitter where she gives a lot of nuggets in regards to what's going on in the P-Valley verse. And mm-hmm. the nuggets that she gave from this past episode in regards to, if you got, I hate spoiler alerts, but hey, girl, it is, we're recording on a Wednesday night. If you ain't seen P-Valley that came out on Sunday, girl, I hate to tell you I'm about to spoil it for you. Okay, this is your time. This is going ahead and fast forward a little 15 seconds. I'm giving you the time, but anywho, I'm moving on. So with the whole situation, with covering the storyline of Teeth's suicide, mm-hmm. even leading up to it, the nuggets, the, the fact that he had his hair cut with the flame, with the actual flame on yes, the scalp, the, the positioning of the picture on the right, where it's the singer that also has a demonic shadow behind him. Like, a lot of people miss that. Like, the whole drama with Keish- the whole drama with Keyshawn, with her trying to escape Derek, it was so, it, everything made sense when she tweeted that this entire, ser- this entire season was shot in a horror movie fashion. Everything mm. be gone to make sense. And guess I'm usually be gone. Argue with Shamal about it. So... The scene after Kate, after Keyshawn was after the uh, sexual assault of Keyshawn, right? Like, remember she was running down that hall. You didn't even realize that a piece of her clothing was ripped. There's jewels yeah. falling all over the place. She's running to the other ho- the other room, and it's in complete slow motion. But it's almost like it's it's almost like it's dark beauty at its finest. Mm-hmm. And it's, you're not looking at it from the standpoint that this woman is literally running to safety because this man tried to attack her and force right. himself on her. Like, you get what I'm saying? But this season of P-Valley... Baby, it's mm. doing all of the things. It's hitting all of the marks. It's it, it, creating it, more conversation. It is engaging. It, uh, I, uh. It, in, in the words of Mummy, uh, they're taking it. <laughs> They're taking it. They're taking it. The Just whole, the, the whole betrayal of Little Murder and the whole situation and how emotionally he's going through it. He just watched the one of the men that he loved commit suicide, take his life in front of him, which is a very emotional thing to have to go through. Oh my! I was. Ooh. 
Like, I he would have got out of that car before it happened, but I'm like, he is forever changed after that. And they also confirmed grandmother does have COVID. Of course, we know that, and uh, that's why I said I'm. I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I keep saying it. How far this is I, gonna go? I keep telling y'all. I keep saying it. I said it, and I'm gonna say it publicly right here. If you if you're part of the family of P Valley, I keep saying it. They're foreshadowing that something is gonna happen to grandmother. I'm forewarning yes. y'all now. So get ready. I'm not ready. I'm not get, ready. Get there. I know it's I know it's coming and I'm not ready. It trust me when I tell you it is coming. Oh, that's gonna turn everything upside down. Oh my god. There is y'all. I told y'all the last time we talked about P Valley. There are so many stories going so many. on. There is so much. So it's almost many. hard to keep up. And the way that they are telling the story, I'm like, what are we on? Like episode four or five now? This was, we are now with P Valley. If I'm not mistaken, we're going into episode six. And, and what we on, get like I'm going to be right. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me be right, y'all. Let me be right. Hold on. I'll check in the stars app right now as we are recording. I am so serious. We're at episode six. We have four more episodes left. Like, there are only four more episodes, which there is so much, much. to tell. Are you serious? And then you got that whole see. situation with Mercedes, Farrah, and Coach. And I'm just like, this we y'all, that Again, and a la Monique, they're taking it. And the, the, then, the writing, the, the, the writing for this season, even the direction, once again, girls, uh, they're taking it. And Terika is pregnant. What is <sighs> the, I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm one thing. I mascara is running off my face, black streaks down my cheeks, child. What are we gonna do? Because what the fuck? Mm. It's a lot. It's a lot. I can't wait. I can't wait, though. I cannot wait. Uh, 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 uh. And, the, and it just continues to go on this week. Speaking of Black women, I'm just going to assume that Nick Cannon is on a whole apology spree because he's feeling very we belong together esque. <laughs> okay. Well uh, recently he went on to a podcast by or excuse me, is it no, it's called the Hot Sea Talk Show. Mm-hmm. And he was asked uh in regards to he, which ex would he spend the block with. And he of course said Mariah. But mm-hmm. he also said something that was very real. He also said it was kind of like a fan, like it's kind of the fantasy we all have with our exes. And, you know, we have family gathering and things together. So I, I truly respect for that. Come on, that's my fantasy love. That's somebody I will always love. Like, I know that. I, I guess because I'm a true romantic, I'm a true believer in love, and I allow the capsules of love to be where they lie. And I'm not a, I'm not a timeline dude. I believe, like, you know, time is man made. We, we make it linear when i believe it's more reciprocal so i appreciate like i, I would never have a love like i have with mariah yeah. and i appreciate 
That was directly an excerpt from the actual interview. So I think we all had we all romanticized that one ex that we would go back to. We have that one, we we just may not publicly say it. And even though we know Nick has been quite quite busy as of late. Child, I how many new kids he got now? Like I, I I'm not too sure. Because didn't he say at one point that he was going to be celibate, but now it's been like, what, two, maybe three more kids that have popped up? Two, maybe three, like four. I'm a little, L- I'm a listen, I, I, I'm not here to judge because I'm not financially responsible for them. They are not my I'm just concerned because, sir, I, it, it's, again... It's none of my business. It's none of my business. It's none of my business. Of my business. It's yeah, it's is true. None. It's but none of my business. Still, what what are we doing? Seriously, <laughs> I, I just I would love to know. It's like we're tweeting thumbs. It's seriously like we're tweeting thumbs here. So, one more thing to scroll on, and I wanted to touch on before we go into. <laughs> A, a little bit of a stat in what's trending because okay. I, 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 I have a, f- a few words mm-hmm. in what's trending. So we're going to have okay. fun. So I'm going to sum this up real quick. So T-Pain made some controversial comments in regards to Chris Brown. If you guys don't know, Chris had felt away and felt like he wasn't getting the support he deserved for his latest album, Breezy. Well, apparently... T-Pain was, if I'm not mistaken, in some form of a chat room. I forget the platform they were on. He was speaking uh, with academics who is just, I'll say that, is a better lack of words. (laughs) Uh, Just not a fan. I'll say that publicly. So T-Pain had some things to get off his chest. Let's take a listen. regards to the rebuttal because this actually was said a day ago so he got on twitter when everyone of course attacked him for what he said because you know i hate to say it team breezy is kind of similar to the beehive you ain't gonna attack chris and think that you're gonna get away with it 
<laughs> so he tweeted, wait, I uh, am I irrelevant or not? Yeah, I'm literally speaking from experience. That shit don't hurt me, bro. I've done been through this with y'all too many times already to find uh, for me to feel anything. So he went on further to screenshot the tweet and post his Instagram. Go ahead, find my page and check all my posts and light up my comments to tell me how much you don't pay attention to me. Come on, bro. You know, as a person that's actually a fan of Chris Brown as an artist, I just, I've always said it, it is my one critique from him as an artist, is I feel like I feel like musically he had he's in the same he makes the same song. That's how I feel musically. It's now at that point where it's starting to sound like the same song. It's like, okay, are you able to do another topic? Are we able to talk about anything else? Is this all you know? I, I'm really confused. I mean, here's my thing, because I do not profess to be a breezy fan at all. Mm-hmm. I don't follow his music. I don't follow his shit like that. But what I will say is, when it comes down to us talking about artists and asking if they have anything else to talk about, do they have any type of diversity, so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are artists that we love and that we let get away with that, and then there are artists that we don't. I think that the reason why we're here at this crossroads with Chris Brown is because he's been in the game for a long time now. Mm-hmm. And because there hasn't been much of an evolution. I mean, that's fair. Like we're here with this kind of questioning with him because I'm gonna keep it real with you. I think the 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 last song that I vaguely remember listening to from Chris Brown was Fuck You Back to Sleep. I think that's the name of that song. I don't know what uh, album. Oh, uh, Back on. to Sleep. Uh, that was Royalty? Yes, it was. That was Royalty. And how long ago was that? Oof. Uh, Wasn't that around the time his daughter was born? Yeah, when he first found out, when he first got knowledge of her, yes. Okay. Yeah. So Mm. I don't I don't I just I don't know. I I remember a time where they were trying to call Chris Brown the next Michael Jackson and that has aged terribly because no. (laughs) You know, you mentioned that and instantly the sigh that I let out that wasn't fake or anything. I'm just I, I'm tired of y'all in that discussion. I really am. Like, let it go. Yeah. I, and I'm so glad that he said y'all need to let that go, too. Because it's like, uh, no. If it wasn't for him, you would have no me. So, let's And, I, you know, personally, I appreciate T-Pain for calling out bullshit. <laughs> and it, I think it, that it's really... It's cruel irony that he is the one to call people out and they bullshit because people gave him so much shit. For his so much name, and so much. Y'all gave him all that shit, and then y'all turned around and you put him on. You put him on all of your songs and did 
the exact same thing that he did. He had an entire era of music that y'all was talking shit about first. Yes. Yes, y'all yeah. were. Yes, a lot of people forget that. At one point, y'all were trashing the music. Mm-hmm. Him and that fucking auto-tune and blah, blah, blah. And then only to find out that the man, T-Pain can't sing better Without than a lot of you bitches. He just likes <laughs> to actually use it. Yeah, like, that was a business, that was a hustle move that he did, and he made a lot of money off of it. A lot. And Yes, yes, he, he made, did. Yes, Work too hard because y'all mad because what? It's the truth. Pretty much, it's the it's the utter truth, and that led us here. So, and what's trending, right? Because I'm gonna close this out. I'm gonna close this out. There's two things I want to talk about. Actually, four and what's trending because it makes up. It makes up for a lot of things. So. We're going to start off with something that has been on y'all's mind for the past 12 hours. Let's start here. What's the weather so here's my thing, right? Mm. I just want to know: Is this a recent interview? I, I just I need to know because this is crazy. Like I'm really looking into this because I basketball. I the last time we saw anything on Orlando uh, in regards to Orlando Brown, he was getting clean. So. I'm really trying to understand because I swore up and down it was a deep fake. Now to find out that this is real and recent. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why y'all keep putting Orlando Brown in front of a microphone and being surprised at the things that come out of his mouth. I don't know why you all keep questioning and debating whether the things that come out of his mouth are true or not. Because if we're being real, what does Orlando Brown have to lose? Nothing at this point. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And we do know that a intoxicated body speaks to sober mind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So while he says a lot of outlandish things, when stuff like this fall out of his mouth, I always go, hmm. <laughs> hmm. It, it, it just it makes you chuckle. Because I swore up and down recently, I saw that he was getting clean. He had got back in the church. And then mm-hmm. I swore that this was that this was old. I swore it was either old or a deep fate, and then to find out that it's not a deep fate, that it is very real and very recent. Yeah. And the crazy part about it is, is that the, 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 the interview is giving very Z-Way about the situation. Like, it reminds me of the interviews that Z-Way does, where mm. it 
satirical and comedic, but serious, but not. And -hmm. I believe that the setup was beautiful because it's leaving the question on everybody's brain. Was he serious? Was he being honest? Well, we'd already been here with Orlando Brown. Y'all forget that he said that Nick Cannon gave him head. Uh, You know what? We did forget that. We did. We forgot it. We, you know, we forgot all about those things. I can't say that it is. I can't say that it ain't. But I'm just saying people don't just. Because why? Why would, why, what, what would be the, (laughs) to quote Cardi B, what was the reason? Really, what was the reason? Now, what was the reason? Now, speaking of the reason, I'm tired of you people with notoriety getting on platforms and getting paid subscriptions where it's supposed to thrive for sex workers, right? Mm. Now, this is what happens when the whole thing about the whole princess the pretty princess thing T-Pain just talked about. Well, Orion's brother Orion decided to go onto his OnlyFans and give his subscribers some exclusive content, for a better mm-hmm. lack of words. And a lot per usual, y'all act like y'all ain't seen dick before. So, so to give a little synopsis, Orion is giving you very much, I am uncut, however you can tell, it is clean tees, it, it swings for the girls that are, that are drooling at thought of it or wanted for a description. Yes, it swings. But my issue is this. You know, Twitter just released, you got me going in circles. <laughs> Which I'm a little jealous because I don't have one yet. But anyway, you'll you'll join the fun soon. Okay, you'll join the fun soon. I'm sure. There's exclusive content, but anywho, Twitter introduced circles, and the thing is, this is on a platform where people pay for per month to view this stuff. Mm. Y'all going to press the screen record and then putting it on social media. So. Now, the same thing has been happening to certain people with their circles on Twitter, where they'll, pers- they'll post certain things someone decides that has access to screen record it and share it amongst their friends. Mm-hmm. I, I, of course, these sites don't have the technology to stop screen recording. You just can't. Right. You just can't. It, it just happens. Yeah. But it's still fucked up. It's very fucked up. It's very fucked up. So it brings me a question, like, why are we subscribing to this basic, I almost call it, like, gay gaslighting? Because they'll be like, oh, it's for the ladies. Like, you know who's going to pay for this. (laughs) Right. You know. Right. Right. Who's paying for that. It's just like every time they're like, oh, they have an OnlyFans. I'm like, yeah, the gays are about to pay them top dollar to see it too. 
That's it. And you know what it is. You know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. Women don't, women, first of all, women are not, and I won't say all of them won't, because some ladies will pay for it, I'm certain. But yeah. women don't have to pay for you to send them dick pics. Y'all send them just because. Just because. Y'all screen recording people's circles, only fans and shit. You know what? If you just want a peep show, just say that. Just say it. If, just you, ain't got say to, it. if you don't want to pay the sex workers, just say it. It's okay. It's all right. It's, it, no one's going to crucify you. Uh, two, two more things. Is the last one is very brief, but I just I have a a little bit of a issue. Two okay. things, and if they're not, I don't know what to call it. I want to just call it uh my Twitter dissertation. Okay. So news came out recently that there's going to be an Amy Winehouse biopic after a four year delay. It is finally going into works. They already know who is going to play Amy. And everything's available. The actual same person that directed Fifty Shades of Grey is the person that's going to do the biopic. Let me tell y'all something right the entire fuck now. I am so serious on this. Y'all better not fuck this up. Please don't. It- and I mean it from a person that loves her beyond just her music, her as an actual personality. Yes, we knew that she had her demons. We accepted it. We respected it. And we didn't act as if it didn't, it didn't exist. We knew that it did. Mm-hmm. But, and that's why we respect the estate because when they did the actual Amy pick, they didn't hold off talking about her and her demons. They Which showed all of not watched her. Baby, I'm a, I'm gonna find it and send it to you because I mm-hmm. I know I know y'all don't do it that often, but that is one documentary you would actually love because okay. it, it 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 was no hold bar. Let me tell you something. If y'all going to this, want to sugarcoat it, talking about some oh we need to make it look nice for Hollywood, then don't touch it, don't do it, don't do shit. I don't want y'all touching it. If y'all fuck this up, I will blatantly go on a full vi- a virtual rant and tell y'all how y'all tarnished her legacy. Right. Get this shit right. Okay? We could be like the Jackson 5 up in this bitch. We could be here all night so y'all get it right. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> don't fuck it up. Do not fuck better, this up. You better don't. You better don't fuck this up. Speaking of fuck this up, I want to know and this is going to close me out. Why do y'all hate us so much? What you talking about, friend? There's a recent poll that was taking place. And they decided to talk about the astrology signs. And this is coming straight from Hollywood Unlocked. It's my source. And it says top signs Americans refuse to date. Oh, Can sure. you say who was number one? I'm sure the Geminis were number one. At 42%, Gemini is at number one. <laughs> <sighs> Libra is at number eight with 
I'm certain. I'm surprised it was as low as that. Right, because underneath uh, uh, the funny part is right underneath Gemini, thirty-seven percent is Cancer. Let me tell you, ho, something. <laughs> I'm about sick of y'all in this Gemini slander. I said it once. I say it all the time again because it's what I did. Y'all love to sit here and say that we're the worst to date, but y'all will never say what the fuck y'all did to bring it out of us. Uh-huh. For every cause, for every cause, for every effect, there's a cause. You That's never want to tell the cause because you want to throw the rock and hide your hand. Mm-hmm. They didn't get there on their own. You helped influence that shit. It drives me insane. Oh, they're the worst to date. They're the worst to date. They're the worst to date. Shout out to go to therapy, ho. Oh, <laughs> they're two-faced. Oh, they can't make up their minds. Oh, they're crazy. Oh, my God. Child. Are they crazy or are you just not making sense? I gave up trying to figure the girls out a long time ago because they can't stand a Libra, but they love them so much, child. So oh, they love to pop, pop shit. They love to pop shit. Girl, it's still stuff, y'all. I'm still going to go on my tirade and damn it. With that being said, y'all may need me to refill. Word to Elvina. Yes, uh, refill. <laughs> when we come back, Marla will be taking us on a journey because I heard, you know, it was a bit of frustration. So we'll get to it. I, you know, I heard it's a takeout night. That's all I got to say. Uh, uh, <laughs> we'll be right back, y'all. That's right, bitches. All right, children. It's time for us to pull up while we're refilling these cups and it seems like we have a, a guest here, but I don't know what we want to call our guests yet that are, you know, more like family. I don't want to do friendly because, yeah. you know, P Van- Valley wow. does friendly. Not you took it back to the sprint days. I, you know what? Because, you know, it's like my minutes are free after nine and it's now nine o'clock so I can talk freely. Like my auntie, my uncle, my cousin, my grandmama, and her new boyfriend on my plane too. And it's all the same time. Hell yeah. We all just walk around <laughs> on the phone kicking. I don't know. We, we don't think it's working for them when they did that family shit. It was so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, once again, we are welcoming back Big C as we refill, the, refill these lovely cups. Big C, yay! You, I was, <laughs> did you create your own fanfare? Yes, I on? did. Yes. You know, you must be creating this fanfare from these recent performances that you've done. Because my future Grammys and ASCAP awards. Let's just speak of some manifestation now. <sighs> It's the gyrations for me. (laughs) It's the affirmations for me. Yes. So, as of late, you have been doing a string of live performances, I've heard. Yes, yes, yes. We are promoting uh, my newest single that came out, Whack Niggas. My newest solo single that came out, Whack Niggas. I got, like, a few things in the works, but, yeah. Whack Niggas needed to go on a little tour of its own, so that's what I'm leading up to. Uh, did OTA, um, did Four West. Yeah. I can't remember the other places. Oh, I did a rooftop with uh, Craig Watutu. Shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to Craig. Um, I can't even remember the other places, but I have like three more left and then the tour of This Is Done. 
I'm really glad that I got to get on your podcast to promote to. Absolutely. You know, you know, the invitation is always open. Yeah. Now, you want you want tour. We had to get on the tour bus. <laughs> it was crowded to get on here. I had to walk past people and things. <laughs> the reason why I brought up your recent performances, I want to talk about the direction of your recent performances that has been interesting in a very yeah. good way. So, so tell us why, tell us the inspiration <laughs> behind this direction and what, ins- right. just let us oh, know what inspired it. What the hell is going on? So I'm not sure if anybody who's listening is maybe your first time hearing about me or whatever, maybe not. But um, yes, my name is Big C. I was named by Lil C's of Junior Mafia. Um, so I decided... And Junior Mafia. And Nino and Gutter and Two O's and Nino and everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, everybody. Um, but uh, yeah, I wanted to completely like fill the whole storyline with more than just Big's best friend giving me that tag of Big in front of my name. But I wanted to kind of like do the old a ode to like what his performance style used to look like. So I used to really enjoy like when him and Puff came out or when him and C's came out or when him and any member from Junior Mafia like came out on stage. So I'm just trying to like recreate that. It's a very specific performance from the Source Awards, which everybody remembers because it was one of the most infamous award show periods <laughs> ever. Yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> my God. So yeah, so what I did was I took that performance and then I researched literally the time frames of it so like i broke it down it's a four minute and 20 second performance i took one minute each and that's what i decided to emulate whatever was happening in that one minute time frame that's what i'm gonna give for the whole performance of like that song so i've had like friends of mine and other artists uh, a comedian i just try to make sure that i bring out a different hype man every time on stage with me to kind of yeah yo nigga what's up all that shit while I'm singing. So even though I'm singing, I just wanted to really, I wanted to come across like more rap style and then it'd be a surprise that I don't come out and I spit lyrics and I'm like starting to sing. And I'm like all four Jodeci members wrapped into one. So it make it even more fun. So when you do your Martin inspired one, just <laughs> let me know. Yes. I wanna, I wanna oh, you going to be Varnell Hill? I wanna do- I'm, yes, I want to do that. I'm, I'm calling oh, claims man. on it now. Shut up. <laughs> okay, I'm calling claim on things. Wow, oh I get. But yeah, so that's pretty much the direction that we're taking. Is uh, to me, Bad Boy had like the best piece of the golden era, next to Timberland in the basement click. That's a whole nother conversation. But Bad Boy was like the pinnacle of it for me. So I just want to try to make sure I'm always paying homage to anybody that was involved with Bad Boy and like how it moved. I can't wait to get into like my Carl Thomas and Faith Evans moves. It's coming. So Big C, tell me what is your motivation behind being very intentional about having this very hip hop uh, and rap heavy appeal, but being an R&B artist. 
Is there like a specific audience you're looking for? Is there a specific look or illusion you're trying to build with this intention? Talk to us about that. It's actually more so just like me kind of, I guess, culminating and putting together all of like the shit that I looked at when I was like a kid. And like, I used to look at artists like a Missy Elliott and be like, oh damn, like she raps and she sings and, or Jodeci or Aaron Hall or, it, it was just like so many people that I was able to look at and they gave me a very, very hip hop image, but then they had like these beautiful songs where they were singing. And I was just always like, man, like what if Biggie was a singer or what if Tupac was a singer? Or what if Nas was a singer? Like how would their image come across? So like I took all of like my top five rappers, combined it into one. And then I just expressed it through singing. I even try to like make sure that my lyrics when I'm writing my songs, like are, they sound more like, rap bars than they do r&b lyrics mm-hmm. it's, it's I, I just want to make sure that i'm combining those worlds together because i feel like we haven't seen it in a long time i feel like if you look at an artist like Aaliyah, she was a hip-hop artist before she was an r&b artist yes she sung and everything but her entire image was going to give away that she was about to drop a fire 16 before she opened her mouth <laughs> and so like i enjoyed i enjoyed all that and then uh, the person's name that we don't use anymore was one of those big inspirations too, because I felt like his image looked like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely did. And how has your audience received you and this artistic direction that you have with it? I think they were confused the very first time I saw it, to be honest, <laughs> because they, I think I think people were used to me kind of like standing there and like just being like this pretty voice thing. I'm like, oh, like I love that whole thing but i'm just not most of my songs ain't gonna be ballads and so it's like i need to have the access to move around and walk back and forth and make it look a little aggressive and you know do a little Nicki minaj hey in the middle of my like words or some shit like that so it's like i i, I just really like I'm, I'm trying to like i think in the beginning everybody was just like what the fuck is happening but then by the time we got to like the third performance everybody was like oh shit i get it he comes out looking like a rapper, but then he starts singing. So it's a nice, like, refreshing, like, surprise. Love that. Love that. We love to see it. I think it's a random question that I had that came to mind. If you had the opportunity to put your artistic spin on one song, what would it be? Oh, y'all gonna laugh really, really hard because it's two and I've never been able to decide between the two. First one is Oh Sheila by Ready for the World. Come the fuck And second one is probably All Night Long by Lionel Richie because I always wanted to do a hip hop like more edge to that song. How would you even, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm trying to it can happen. imagine it. I'm trying to even re-image it in my mind. And how it would like it would just be chaotic. It'd be lit because it, nah, it'd be like a similar beat. We would just sample the original beat over a trap beat. First of all, I'm I just need you to understand thing. that I am envisioning you in this video with that fucking white leather jacket on, red <laughs> up, and this goddamn mullet with your blue beard. I am. Oh, I cannot wait! I cannot wait! To, I can't wait till y'all get. I cannot wait till y'all get to the next stage of me. After Bad Boys, we we going in the Rick James direction, so it's really about to get crazy. Rick, you know what? Wow. Wow. <laughs> so are you, 
<laughs> your reinvention you don't know what I'm talking about. every iteration of Big C. Is that what we're well, doing? Well, yeah, because I like to call myself the Prince of Project Soul. So I'm always making sure I'm giving honor to him as the king of Project Soul because I don't really... His lyrical game, his singing, his almost rapping cadence. Like, Rick James was like it. Like, he was like the man, the man, for real. Like, come on. Prince copied from him. Uh, I, now, wait a minute. We won't be doing that. Oh, I'm just saying, it's an actual fact. fact. It's an actual mm, fact. No, it, it's, you know, it's not, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> you know, I, we, won't be going to, we won't be going into Twitter stand wars. Right and, now. I, and, I'm a super, and I'm a super Prince fanatic, so like, I'm not even trying to say anything offensive with that. Like, I am a Prince fanatic. Mm. Like Black, Black Sweat <laughs> is like literally one of my favorite songs ever, and a lot of people don't know that because they didn't listen to the fucking album. But... Mm. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting over. I'm getting over this whole montage that Marla's going through right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just keeping it cute because it's not about that. It's about big C today, so we're gonna be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but yes, I do plan on each era of me by becoming something new because I felt like if Biggie was still here, he would have did that, and I'm I'm his son that he didn't know he had. So, so seeing that you gave us a glimpse into the future in regards to the direction of Big C, why don't you give us a glimpse sonically? Why don't you name us two random, I would say, albums that would influence the second project that's to come? Uh, so yes, yeah, a combination between Rick James and another old school artist named Shuggy Otis from like the fifties and sixties. So Shuggy Otis is like for people that don't know him, just like quick history. Um, the song Lovely Day that was sung by Bill Withers was written by Shuggy Otis. He also wrote Strawberry Letter 23 for the Brothers Johnson, and he wrote I'd Rather Be With You, which was then covered by George Clinton at one point in time, and then I forget the other group that covered it at the time, too. Yeah. Yes. Lucy Collins. Yes. Yeah. Look, 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 look. We we had a little nostalgic moment. A lot of people are probably like weird, but I'm like a super old school like fan because I like appreciate actually live instrumentation. Like even my yeah. producer, like even my producer, we go very hard about like if we like a piano chord and he plays it on like the bullshit like keyboard that you just kind of like make beats with, we'll still go back and be, ask a real pianist to come in. I play the piano myself too, or a real guitarist to come in, which I play that as well. But Anyway, like the drums and everything, like we make sure like it's all live instruments before we like lay down the track for me to record my voice over because I don't like how my voice sounds over like synthesized shit. Hmm. You know, instantly when you said that, my mind went back to like I want to say the sixties and seventies for R and B ballads where it was like an orchestra and it was like an extended yeah. intro before yes, you actually yes, yeah. started singing. Damn, I want to do an extended intro, but I'm not sure if like. People, the newer generation is just like with that and I had to like cut bridges out of certain songs because somebody told me like nobody's trying to hear a bridge anymore and I'm like bridges was the most impactful part of an R&B song but I guess not these make days. bridges great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the interesting thing is that you 
have all of these influences that come from a time where R&B music was very soulful, very meaningful. It had a lot of grit, a lot of depth, a lot of girth to it. Um, and I wonder how you plan to bring that back to an audience that has the attention span of a fleet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're being I think you're being nice by saying I think you're, I think you're being nice by saying a flea. <laughs> I am being very nice because it's way shorter than that. It really is. Really but nice I really appreciate that, that type of music because you know I grew up on that, so I totally get where you're coming from, and I'm very excited about it. But I'm also intrigued to know how you plan to kind of spoon feed it to the audience of, of music listeners today. Um, okay, so here's my plan. Once I put it out, I know pretty much everybody my age, we're very outspoken, or older than me are very outspoken. So usually, I mean, after parents is usually saying to their kids, oh, this is from this, this, this. For some reason, kids like to like go back into, oh my God, what were my parents listening to? Where did they get this influence? Da, 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 da. And if I fall right in there, then I'll end up being their influence for whoever decides to do music. So like, that's really like more of my thought process. It's just like, who am I influencing from like that next generation? I have like a nephew who's really into music and everything like that. And he's like, oh, I like listening to his songs. Even though they're a little adult for him, I'm like, bro, calm down. But <laughs> yeah, nah, because I mean, at 13, bro, like I'd be saying he, he loves another round and I'm like, you're not supposed to like that song. So, <laughs> mm, another round. Is, we liked a lot of shit we weren't supposed to like when we were that age too. So I know. I mean, the like, fact that the fact that we knew "Freak Like Me" word for word, and we yes. were—I promise you—under the age of thirteen, yes. said a lot about us. Yes, we and we were very, generation. and we were very excited to say "Pump Pump" very loudly. I mean, listen, I'm taking back <laughs> a little bit further. The fact that I knew like almost word for word back in the day, "Turn Off the Lights" by Marvin Gaye. Like, oh my really, god. You know that what wasn't I'm, Marvin, that was Teddy Pendergrass. Teddy Pendergrass, yeah, like, yes. You know. We just had, a, I just had a conversation in the studio with uh, someone about that, and they were saying how, like, the men were very, like, they, they told me to soften up a little bit. They're like, don't be like the men back in the day who, like, had that aggression. Like, they're like, you know, Teddy didn't say, sweet baby, come over here, lower the lights, dim them. He said, turn off the lights. He might as well have put bitch in front of it. So I was just <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 and I was like, yo, he was very direct when I think, like, when I went back and listened to songs, I was like, wow, back in the day, they were super direct. They've actually gotten softer now in delivery of, like, oh, I don't know. I, R- I feel like... Male R&B, I, male R&B I, be about two subjects these days. They either get high or they fucking. Like, literally, that's how male R&B seems to work. The thing that's missing is what you brought up with the Teddy Pendergrass or just any of the music from the generation prior to even me. Like, I wasn't even born when all of this stuff came out, but I still loved it. But the the approach was a little bit more direct and gentlemanly in the directness. Yeah, Does it make sense I mean, to you? depending on which artist you're thinking of. Because I mean, yeah. if it was Rick like James, Teddy, it, if, it, if it was Rick James, it was going to be fucked up. But yeah, it was. Yes, it was going to be fucked up. <laughs> It's gotta be misogynistic and it was gonna be nasty as hell and borderline problematic. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Borderline problematic. I feel like most of the songs that came out prior to 2007 would have been canceled. <laughs> you know, yeah, because I mean, 17 would not fly today. And I love no. the song. Definitely. No. Oh, wow. That's a good one. 
No, it definitely yeah. worked. I don't know. <laughs> it would have oh. terribly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Big C, thank you so much for calling up on us. For those yes, that may yes, not be yeah. familiar with you, where can they find you? Okay, you can find me mostly on Instagram. That's most of my communication process. So it's <laughs> big B I G C period is music. Um, also besides whack niggas, I have a new single that just dropped with uh Smack God, who signed to Nice for Real. Oh, wait. He signed to Nice for Real through No Saints Entertainment. I had to, it was a bit about to be a tongue twister. But um, yeah, he just put out a new song called For the Peoples. Um there was a few of us up for that hook, but I got chosen, so I'm very, very happy. Sony owns the song, so now I'm actually will be receiving a payout from Sony Entertainment, so I'm very happy about this. Um, mm-hmm. I have a song coming out Friday on the 15th with a comedian who's now turning into a rap artist named JC Best, um, and that song is called Don't Ask How I Did It. Very deep song about not being broke no more because niggas hate being broke. Um I need y'all to stream whack niggas five fifty-five million times because it's the best <laughs> RB song that's out right now. And it don't get right. no better than it don't get no I'll always say it this way. It don't get no better than like the dude walking up to you in the club, like, yeah, I see you looking that way, but them niggas is whack compared to me. Come on, let me let me show you some other things. And I said a lot of grown man shit in, in the song. So it's like it's not just like, hey, we fucking. I literally said I know niggas wanna hit. I want to talk about commitment. You ain't hearing niggas talk to you that day, that way these days. So, like, I don't just look out. I got a lot more music coming too. I have a short EP coming, and then closer we get to Christmas, I'm coming back to y'all show because we doing this whole Santa Claus thing with my blue beard that is about to blow the fuck up. So yeah, all oh I know God. is all okay. I know is that all I know is there better be a pull up for the gift. oh and the video and the video for red the video for red light number 24 is coming soon i know everybody's been on my ass about it the song been out for a year it's coming we just need to make sure we get these location things right and we really do want to create a car accident and that shit is not easy you can't just do that with a little bit of money so yeah So, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on today. Would you like to be on the pull-up with us? Shoot us a good old email at wryhpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, would you like to pull up on us? Shoot us a lovely email at wryhpodcast at gmail.com. And with that being said, we'll be right back. Hey. In the ghetto. I was young crazy. In the ghetto, didn't know what my life would be. In the ghetto, yes, because Joe is bringing for even bringing up Rich <laughs> for real, for real, for real. Okay, and we are back, children. Yep, and y'all know what time it is, or you think you do, because you know, just when you thought normally you around this time, normally around this time. I would be stirring up a pot for y'all. But mm-hmm. uh, you bitches been out your motherfucking mind over these last two weeks. And I want y'all to know that all I got for y'all is a basket of burnt biscuits. That's a right. Basket. A basket. A uh, basket of burnt biscuits. I'm curious. Why is it burnt? Because, you know... 
Burning my biscuits usually comes off the after the pot because we got into a whole conversation. I forgot that they was in, in the oven, but I didn't even get a chance to put no pot together because you bitches have been fucking up. Y'all been fucking I up. Mean, I mean, seriously, this week has just been a utter disaster. Yeah, it's been a shit show. And I'm just going to tell y'all about y'all So let's get into this basket of burning biscuits, shall we? And it's not going to take too long. At least I don't think it will, but we'll see how things go. So we're going to start here. Macy Gray. Okay. Madam, first of all, I want to start off by saying that I am a fan of Macy Gray's music. If you have yes. never heard the album The Id, I suggest you go and do so because that is a musical masterpiece i know that the girls are not really fond of her voice and all that and shit blew up the band whatever whatever macy decided to go on what is the man's name she was on what was macy on she decided to make a pit stop trying to pull it up right now it looks like it, it's Pierce morgan she was on Pierce morgan Pierce it's morgan, Pierce morgan. I don't know why I want to say Brosnan. Brosnan is the actor. Piers right. Morgan show. First of all, we already know what Piers Morgan is, okay? We have realized that he is a racist piece of bullshit um, and all of those things. Mm-hmm. So somehow, in the midst of this conversation, talk about the LGBT community came up. Mm-hmm. And Macy went on to say, <sighs> that just because you get tits and cut off your dick does not make you a woman. <sighs> I really want y'all, I really want y'all to get up off of the areolas of all of my trans folk. I really do. Um, Seriously. In particular, in this moment, because of the trans women that she was talking about, we're going to talk about y'all getting up off the areolas of trans women because, wow, sis, I need wow. you to understand that before she even got to that point, here's asked her, what are the makings of a woman? And the first things that came out of her mouth were boobs and a vagina. So you have condensed the totality of the existence of women to their body parts. And then you go and tell the trans community that boobs and a removed penis does not a woman make. Sis, let's start here. Please, please start to read. Let's, Let's start here. Number one, mm-hmm. as, as if we have not told you all millions of times before, trans women have been telling you all for ages that there is more to being a woman than body parts. Again, I want to time out to shout out one of my modern day sheroes, Miss Hope Giselle. First of all, yes. ma'am. I want you to know how much I love, honor, and respect you for the woman that you are and how you effortlessly, every time 
get the girls together. You gather them and tell them how stupid they are whenever they spew this shit out of their mouths every fucking time. Every time. Thank you for your activism. Thank you for everything that you do. Because Hope has to come and let you hoes know that trans women are not trying to be females, which is what you all are trying to say about the trans experience. Because the reality of the matter is that when you all meet trans women, you are meeting women. You do not see men. And I'm tired of y'all acting like you do every time because it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. When you see a trans woman, you do not see a man. I don't care what you say. I don't care how you feel about the situation. You see a woman, you see the feminine, you see a woman of trans experience, a trans woman, which is still a woman. Nobody is trying to take your spot, cis women. Nobody is trying to come for your womanhood. Nobody is trying to erase you. These are all of the things that you all are holding on to so tightly. And mm -hmm. for whatever reason, I still will never, ever understand. Because y'all really sounding like these straight niggas out here with a fragile male ego. <gasps> they ain't ready for that. <laughs> Nobody can threaten yet. your womanhood if you are the woman that you say that you are. Since nobody can take that from you. Right. Not a man, not another cis woman, and not a trans woman. Trans women are simply trying to live their lives and be who they are. Women of trans experience. Every trans woman knows her experience. She knows that she's not a cisgender woman. She's not trying to be. She simply is who she is. And y'all don't understand why and how the shit that you let fly out of your mouth on these public platforms are damaging and phobic. And y'all love to say that you aren't afraid of trans women and trans men and the trans experience, but I believe that you are. Gotta be. Here's why. If you weren't afraid, you would not feel the need to try to stand firm in who you are as cisgender folks. If you were not afraid, you would not have to fight against women of trans experience for their experience because their experience does not darken the doorsteps of yours. You all don't realize how many ways trans women deal with a lot of the same shit that you do as a cisgender woman. And then sometimes in ways that you as cisgender women won't have to experience because your experiences are different. Men do not have to hide their love for you. Uh -huh. Men do not seek to harm or kill you for fear of being known of their love for you. 
men don't come to you and fetishize you and use you because of their experience with you. But you are and you're afraid of them taking your spot, which is phobia, which is what you do. Like I'm still trying to understand what was the whole purpose of even throwing that out there. You get what I'm saying? Like I just no one, and I'm glad because I saw a piece of just uh folks' response to Macy's comments. I don't understand why people want to believe that we're their enemies when we're not. Like, they never said that a trans woman directly wants to have the label female. You get what I'm saying? They never, they don't, they understand they don't possess the ability to completely have reproductive organs. However, that does not alienate them from being on the fight or being on the front lines with you like for some odd reason i don't understand why in the oppression olympics we have to go through oh this isn't your oppression this is ours and we're the only ones that should be able to take ownership mm. of our oppression why is it that you're not understanding that yes though you are a female you do have persons that are able to actually conceive a child that may not identify with the term female. You do have non-binary people that are able to conceive a child. You do have trans men that are still able to conceive children. So contrary to belief, no one is trying to belittle your fight or say that it's not important or anything of the sorts. And I find it utterly ironic that this comment was made literally about a week after pride month ends is like why is it that we can never just focus on one goal is like no this is our fight and no unless you have female reproductive organs for you just like how you would want us on the front line for any other issue contrary to belief even with you saying that trans people are not, trans women are not females, and that technically they're not women. They're the same people sitting there on the lines with you fighting for the right for you to even say what goes on with your body. And you wanna sit here and say, oh, you're not a fe- you're not a woman, so this isn't your fight. You know, and that takes me into my next step. Mm. Flame Monroe. I ain't got enough wine for this one. I want to also start off by saying that Flame is a hometown hero of mine. She is one <sighs> of the performers from Chicago that I enjoy. And she has made contributions to comedy and drag performing and hosting yeah wonderful 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 gown you are a contradiction to the fight of trans folks everywhere please talk about it and you are 
the person that transphobic folk come to when they want to try to get in good with someone that falls under the trans umbrella. Flame, one thing that I don't appreciate about you is you being a contrarian when it comes to trans issues and you also standing under the trans umbrella but also making very clear that you are not one of them and you don't express or identify as a trans woman because you do when it's convenient because you live your day-to-day -day life as a man let's keep it real you've had your work done you have breasts and all those things you have mm -hmm. children you have children as a person of queer and trans experience you have children yes you do people forget she is a mother i mean excuse me as she would put it she's a father exactly so you coming in and giving all this pick me energy and taking the sides of folks that have this type of, of language you you aren't really helping you aren't and i and, and, and in in many ways i feel like you be doing this tap dance for straight folks that are problematic and giving this speaking for a community that you don't all the way align with. You don't live your your day-to-day -day life as a woman. You, you don't. do drag. You do drag. And you have a trans experience, yes, because there was a time where you did live your day-to-day -day as a woman. But you ain't helping, sis. You really not. You're not. Like at and all. I, I, I respect the fact that you don't necessarily identify or align yourself with a full trans experience, but allow those that do to say what they need to say and to fight the good fight with this. I think that you should keep your mouth off of it because you don't have this experience. You might have once before, but you no longer do. You do not live that life. So please stop because you continue to cause more confusion because you are the person that gives carte blanche to folks to continue to walk around and call trans women trannies and call and, and misgender them and things like that because they say well flame don't do that and flame don't mind if i call him then that because is flame's pre that's flame's preference is yeah. my issue with flame has always been the same and you basically said it in the very beginning flame gives heavy pick me energy like it's not even a little bit it's not a fraction it's heavy it's like that one person that swore they can season chicken but it just tastes like you ate a whole pack of lorries understand mm -hmm. what i'm saying to you that's exactly what this is and anytime the thing that bothers me so badly is they'll run to flame when T.S. Madison was right there. I'd rather listen to her respond 
to this type of situation of host of Flame and Row. TS is not going to tether on pick me energy. She's going to speak from a woman of trans experience. Why are we going to a person that does not live fully in the trans experience? Why is it that when she gets on front in front of a camera, when something is said about trans women and you're not trans, why are you included in the conversation? Why are we to go to, why are we to go to source? Because, because first of all, flame is safe. Flame is not going to check you. Flame understands that there are a lot of trans women that do not particularly care for him either. And flame is going to be very much, well, you know, I, I realize that I'm not a woman. I realize that, uh, I, I, I feel like trans women are not women. But you, can, I, but you can't be a person that benefits from the trans experience and then turn in the same breath and say, I'm not a trans woman, but you oh, she benefit can she from does. She can and she does. <sighs> she does, which is why they come to her first. And it's sad. I'm like, you have other women. You have T.S. Madison that's right there. You have Hope Giselle, which I'm so glad more people are starting to realize that she is a way better go-to whenever a trans issue comes up. Like, Every you time. have full, like, yes, she is safe, but if you want to talk about inclusion, that's not an authentic response from someone of trans experience at all. No, it's not. So, so, Moving on to my next issue in this Apparent, basket of know, biscuits. You know, I already done ordered us a piece of child because these biscuits mm. just, they charred. They charred. Yeah, they are. They're black. They're black. They're throwing darts at this point. Um, Basically. White gays and the monkey pox. <sighs> if you're wondering where I'm going with this, follow me. The government is making it seem like the monkeypox is only targeted towards gay men. For some odd reason, I don't I like. I didn't even want to really go into covering it because I, I literally have heard nothing else in regards to monkeypox unless it's coming from gay men. I, be, I rarely hear about it on the news or even see it pop up on a feed or anywhere else. That's so I'm like, why is this? Like, it seems like it's almost like how, you know, back in the day they targeted like, oh, AIDS is a whole gay um, disease. That's what monkeypox mm-hmm. is starting to feel. Continue. Yeah, it is. And, and that's what they're doing. So they are saying that it is quote unquote being spread more amongst men who have sex with men. I just saw and reposted today on my Instagram a story from a white woman who had this full experience. She is currently um, infected with the monkeypox. She said she woke up one morning and she had this very painful rash on her chest and face and she went to the doctor. Uh When she went to the doctor, the doctor said that it was MRSA first. Mm-hmm. And she asked the doctor to test her for it, to which the doctor refused and sent mm-hmm. her to an urgent care. She went to the urgent care 
urgent care looked at it and said, we don't know what this is. It's a rash. She said, well, uh-huh. do you think it might be monkeypox? And they said, monkeypox? We don't deal with that here. Go back to work in uh-huh. her home. Uh-huh. She said, not 45 minutes later, she got a call and said, don't go back to work. It's monkeypox. We need to send you to the CDC. Oh, she wow. To the CDC. Mm-hmm. The CDC didn't know what to do with it either. They gave her an antibiotic and sent her home. Mm-hmm. It took for her to go to a totally different organization to get the actual care and to even get tested for properly it. for it. Because they were convinced that it's only for the gays. As per here usual, we are, because you know, we're the, we're the usual go to test dummies for shit. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, it is what it is. But we, you, (laughs) you're spinning a story about something that has never been, first of all, it is not a sexually transmitted infection in any shape or form. It never has been. Anybody can get monkeypox. It's not sexually transmitted. No. If you touch somebody, constant physical contact that's not even sexual with someone that has fresh lesions of the monkey pot you can get it. It is also airborne. It can be transmitted through saliva droplets. It might be a little bit harder, but it is possible. Mm -hmm. So why are you all making it a gay man's disease? And you white gays? Y'all are real funny because you're doing the same thing now that happened with HIV. It's like they, it's like been, a whole it's like a whole panic around it. We don't have any more shots for it. Why? Is because like all of the white games are going to get it. Yes, because you're why is it so- and you're not telling the community that you say is affected by it. There are lots of medical spaces that don't even test for monkeypox right now, much less give the vaccine for it. And even if so, I find it utterly, and I hate to sidetrack you, but I got to intervene. I find it utterly hilarious that y'all are running to get this vaccine for the monkeypox, but with COVID, I don't know. I think they put something in it. I'm away. I'm away. But monkeypox, y'all running to get it for vaccine. I find that utterly hilarious. Well, you know they're doing that because the monkeypox is a thing that had already existed. It just wasn't here. Exactly. Like, girl, y'all doing a lot. A whole at the lot. End of the, at the end of the day, you white gays, we see you. You ain't slick. And the CDC and the government, we see you too. Mm-hmm. So my word to the wise for all of my black gay men, all of my gay men of color, do yourself a favor. Mm-hmm. If you are sexually active, Come on. go get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Find somewhere to get yourself a monkeypox vaccination because I need you all to understand what is going on. This is yet another disease another virus that is running rampant and it should not be 
because monkeypox has already been contained overseas. We have never experienced it because it never came here. And now we have thousands of cases. Random, miraculously, as I just want to point this out, because, you know, I don't I don't do conspiracy theories. I just want to point that out. I hate them. I feel like most of them don't make sense. However, this one is just apparent as all hell. It's funny to me that we finally start to get COVID contained and now we have to deal with this or it's a level of some level of containment. Now we deal with this. But I need you to understand that COVID is back on the rise again. It's like you can't win for losing. It's like you might as well. Listen, I'm just at this point and mind my sarcastic, reckless endangerment. But at this point, I just want a raw dog air. Okay, yeah. I want to. I want to just live. I, I feel like meanie. I just, you know, I want to be free and I want to laugh. And this, I guess, you could say, is why I try, especially with the with scroll on with what's trending. I try to. I trend to stay away from heavier topics. Mm-hmm. I tend because it's. I think we all deserve some level of an escape opposed to having to always having to sigh. Absolutely. But, you know. <laughs> and I think re- with the- Go ahead. I'm sorry, Frank. The harsh reality of life right now is that it's a fucking shit show. <laughs> and I don't want us to get lost in the fantasy of better days and so not really- realize what's going on around us because that will cause more damage. So while That's we laugh and kicking in and having a good time, also be very, very aware and very vigilant about the things that are surrounding us because this world is doing a whole lot of whole lot of. And before I get into how I make you feel, I want to end with this. Then people are doing really strange things these days. There is a lot of nonsensical violence going on. Yes. People have lost their fucking minds. And I want everybody in the whole nation and under the sound of my voice right now, each day you step outside your door, I need you to left, right, front, back, everywhere, and be as vigilant as you possibly can because people are really unhinged these days. And I want to see us all make it to our eldest years as safely as fucking possible. Because there are things going out here with this. Like be as safe as you possibly can, whole nation. I I want I want us to bitch about these how these niggas ain't shit for years Hmm. to come. I want to talk about us being outside years and years to come. And hopefully I'm praying and dreaming of lowered gas prices. I'm praying yes. and dreaming of a non-inflation world. I'm yes. praying and dreaming of us just <laughs> not just being able to laugh because that's all you can do. Yes. <laughs> so, just doing all of the things. All of it. I think it's time for us to transition into how to make you feel. Because that's right. Yes. So here we are. Where is that? Is not the one. 
that I saved. Hold on, y'all. That fucking link did me in. All right, we got it. Oh, we got go. it. Look we at that. It. Look at that. Come, Come on now. This week on How I Make You Feel yeah. is coming from the Jonas show on Instagram. Ooh, okay. And it reads Sometimes. People haven't apologized because they are ashamed. Forgive them anyway. Sometimes you have to be okay with a sorry you never got. But forgiveness unblocks your blessings. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Can I step on the pulpit? Go for it. Listen, in this life, you will learn, especially as you get older, <laughs> you are not going to get the closure in some situations that you yearn for. Yes. And you will yearn for closure in it. You got to be okay with knowing that you made peace in your heart with it and move on. Yeah. Because you ain't going to get that. Whatever apology, justification that you thought you were going to get, trust me, baby, you ain't getting it. It's not always going to come. Sometimes we have to take solace in it for ourselves. And for that, we gain more peace. So do what you got to do to move on and get to your peace and, and live your best life beyond all of the drama and fuck shit because it's just simply not worth it. So that concludes my basket of burnt biscuits and how it makes you feel y'all we thank y'all for taking this journey with us thank you all for being so patient with us as we took yes. our PTO because you know sometimes sometimes we so many times, times to pull I mean, ch- together child last week I could say for, I could say for what it was you could chop that up for scheduling because <laughs> it's certain times where our schedules completely conflict with one another yes, yes and I <laughs> so that's honestly what that is at times. So thank y'all. So as just like Marlon said, thank you guys so much for being patient with us, whole nation. We promise to be here for you guys at all times. Anywho, but thank you guys. I did see the numbers while we were away. Y'all didn't forget about us. That's right. We appreciate we appreciate the love. As always, make sure that you tap in with us are you subscribed to us on apple Podcasts? did you mm-hmm. follow us on spotify did yes. you rate us on either platform yes. you need we need y'all to get on y'all jobs and on apple Podcasts, y'all can write a review give us a five-star rating tell us how mm-hmm. the show made you feel get creative with them things get Get on y'all jobs, okay? That's right. Dag on it. Y'all can follow us on all social media. That is Instagram and Twitter, which are the important places to be at the moment as WRYH Podcast for all business mm-hmm. inquiries. Yes, that means we want to know your business. You want to hop up on the show, want us to promote a product. I don't want to hear about none of your fraud and none of those banks. I'm telling you right now that for serious business inquiries, we could be reached at WRYH podcast at gmail.com once again serious business inquiries only wryh podcast at gmail.com 
your listener letters. We want them. We still love them. We yearn for them. Send your mm. listener letters to xwrhpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, we will read them aloud. Once again, that is xwrhpodcast at gmail.com. That is right, y'all. And don't forget, we talk sweet shit over here. We are part of the Sweet Talkers Network. Make sure that you are subscribed to all things Sweet Talkers. Make sure you are following the Sweet Talkers on Instagram at It's the Sweet Talkers. Also, check out the YouTube channel. The Sweet Talkers Network has some wonderful, wonderful content for y'all. You got to check out Drag It with Macari Rashad. You got to take out, check out Gamer One, that's G-A-Y-N-E-R, and the number one with Kyron Turner. Check out his Twitch. He's got great shit over there. You got to check out Chase in Your Face with Chase Cassidy. We are doing wonderful, wonderful things, and y'all got to make sure that you are on board, whole nation. So make sure you are subscribed, you are checked in, you are tapped in, listening, and sending that love right back. Thank y'all so much. Show up and show out. With that That's being right. said, yes, the plan is to be here for y'all next week. Let's stick to it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all later. Okay. Bye.